section 68 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. Bakuma of the White Skin, Chapter 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. There are good and evil people in this and in every other world, and the person who goes hence will go to the good or the evil that is native to him, while those who return come as surely to their due. The trouble which had fallen on Bakuma did not leave her repentant, and the sweet lady began to do wrong as instantly and innocently as a flower begins to grow. It was she who was responsible for the ills which had come on Ireland, and we may wonder why she brought these plagues and droughts to what was now her own country. Under all wrongdoing lies personal vanity, or the feeling that we are endowed and privileged beyond our fellows. It is probable that, however courageously she had accepted fate, Bakuma had been sharply stricken in her pride, in the sense of personal strength, aloofness, and identity, in which the mind likens itself to God, and will resist every domination but its own. She had been punished, that is, she had submitted to control, and her sense of freedom, of privilege, of very being, was outraged. The mind flinches even from the control of natural law, and how much more from the despotism of its own separated likenesses, for if another can control me, that other has usurped me, has become me, and how terribly I seem diminished by the seeming addition. This sense of separateness is vanity and is the bed of all wrongdoing. For we are not freedom, we are control, and we must submit to our own function ere we can exercise it. Even unconsciously we accept the rights of others to all that we have, and if we will not share our good with them, it is because we cannot, having none. But we will yet give what we have, although that be evil. To insist on other people sharing in our personal torment is the first step towards insisting that they shall share in our joy, as we shall insist when we get it. Bakuma considered that if she must suffer, all else she met should suffer also. She raged, therefore, against Ireland, and in particular she raged against young Art, her husband's son, and she left undone nothing that could afflict Ireland or the prince. She may have felt that she could not make them suffer, and that is a maddening thought to any woman. Or perhaps she had really desired the son instead of the father and her thwarted desire had perpetuated itself as hate. 
but it is true that art regarded his mother's successor with intense dislike and it is true that she actively returned it one day bakuma came on the lawn before the palace and seeing that art was at chess with cromdis she walked to the table on which the match was being played and for some time regarded the game but the young prince did not take any notice of her while she stood by the board for he knew that this girl was the enemy of ireland and he could not bring himself even to look at her bakuma looking down on his beautiful head smiled as much in rage as in disdain o son of a king said she i demand a game with you for stakes art then raised his head and stood up courteously but he did not look at her whatever the queen demands i will do said he am i not your mother also she replied mockingly as she took the seat which the chief magician leaped from the game was set then and her play was so skilful that art was hard put to counter her moves but at a point of the game bakuma grew thoughtful and as by a lapse of memory she made a move which gave the victory to her opponent but she had intended that she sat then biting on her lip with her white small teeth and staring angrily at art what do you demand from me she asked i bind you to eat no food in ireland until you find the wand of kuroi son of dara bakuma then put a cloak about her and she went from tara northward and eastward until she came to the dewy sparkling brew of angus Mackinogue in ulster but she was not admitted there she went thence to the she ruled over by ogabal and although this lord would not admit her his daughter anna who was her foster-sister let her into fairy she made inquiries and was informed where the dun of kuroi macdara was and when she had received this intelligence she set out for schliev mish by what arts she coaxed kuroi to give up his wand it matters not enough that she was able to return in triumph to tara when she handed the wand to art she said i claim my game of revenge it is due to you said art and they sat on the lawn before the palace and played a hard game that was and at times each of the combatants sat for an hour staring on the board before the next move was made and at times they looked from the board and for hours stared on the sky seeking as though in heaven for advice but bakuma's foster-sister anna came from the she and unseen by any she interfered with art's play so that suddenly when he looked again on the board his face went pale for he saw that the game was lost 
I didn't move that piece, said he sternly. Nor did I, Bakuma replied, and she called on the onlookers to confirm that statement. She was smiling to herself secretly, for she had seen what the mortal eyes around could not see. I think the game is mine, she insisted softly. I think that your friends in fairy have cheated, he replied, but the game is yours if you are content to win it that way. I bind you, said Bakuma, to eat no food in Ireland until you have found Delvecam, the daughter of Morgan. Where do I look for her, said Art in despair. She is in one of the islands of the sea, Bakuma replied. That is all I will tell you. And she looked at him maliciously, joyously, contentedly, for she thought he would never return from that journey and that Morgan would see to it. End of chapter 8